Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77. WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I was just laughing at the end of uh, Curtis's show because while Curtis and I were wrapping up and Curtis were making his references to our colleague Frank Morano. Mr. Morano opened the studio door and threw a piece of paper at Mr. Sliwa. And it was uh it was kind of funny. Those guys love each other. They really do. No matter what they say on the radio, they love each other. We have a lot to get to this morning, and of course, we are taking your telephone calls, 800 848 wabc 800 848 the reading of the names returned to the 9-11 annual memorial. Jacqueline, Delane, Aldridge, Frederick. David D. Alger. Ernest Alacacos. Edward L. Allegretto. Eric Allen. Joseph Ryan Allen. Richard Dennis Allen. Richard L. Allen. And all the names were read as it relates to all the victims of what happened on that day some 21 years ago. I'll have more on that. Republican Lee Zeldin in the New York race for governor within striking distance. I told you, folks, and I know it's not polite to say I told you so, but it's just a gut in my feeling that this election year is different as it relates to the governor's race. And apparently, Mr. Zeldin is within striking distance of Democrat Kathy Hochul, trailing Hochul by just six points, according to a new survey. The MTA now providing buses to transport arriving migrants to New York City to transport them to shelters. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on as it relates to this uh, next uh, matter. A state disaster emergency declared on Long Island after polio was uh, found in Nassau County wastewater. And... Another, I feel like we do this almost every night, this lowlife, a shoplifter knocks out a 77-year-old woman. Why? 
he was attempting to flee Barnes & Noble after shoplifting, all caught on video, these rocket scientists. And what mistake did the 77-year-old woman do? She was walking through the door to enter Barnes & Noble. And so this 77-year-old woman was knocked unconscious while this guy caught on video, you can see everything of what he's attempting to do. And uh, all he got away with was $35 worth of toys. All of this is caught on video. Store workers spotted the uh, thief uh, snatching two of the popular action figures at the store from the 17th Street uh, retailer, Barnes & Noble, near uh, Union Square. This happened uh, about 12.30 p.m., and they try to, you see on the video that I've posted on my uh, social media accounts, they try to stop him, and he runs around them to another door, and it just so happened, uh, a bad coincidence, that the um, elderly woman was trying to walk into Barnes & Noble, and the force of him going through the door hit her directly, and she fell back, hitting her head. She's been uh, uh, hospitalized at Bellevue Hospital, listed in stable condition with a head injury. With a head injury. Before I actually break down all of our stories, let's start with the telephone calls on this Monday morning, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's say good morning to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, good morning. I was talking to Stan on the phone the other day, and I was commenting about all these hypocrite mayors who were screaming bloody murder because the governor of Texas keeps sending these people to their states when they, when they actually voted to have states that would take them in. So, and Stan agreed. So I said to Stan, uh, these people are are hypocrites. And Stan said, yes, I agree. And and Stan said to me, you know, I live in Forest Hills, and Forest Hills is an extremely, extremely segregated neighborhood, and I'm getting sick and tired of when I leave my house looking at nothing but white people. I would really like Forest Hills, where I live, to become unsegregated. So Stan came up with this great idea. These people coming in, these illegals, cannot afford to buy a house in Forest Hills or buy a co-op, a condo, or even rent, because Forest Hills is super, super, super expensive. So Stan suggested that they build at least 40 or 45 homeless shelters in Forest Hills, so this way Forest Hills would be integrated. And I I just want to give a call out to Stan, three cheers for him. I think this is great. I think they should build all of these homeless shelters in Forest Hills so Forest Hills won't be a segregated neighborhood. And Stan won't, you know, Stan won't be like the hypocrites of mayor, like mayor of New York City and the mayor of Washington and the mayor of Chicago. Don't you think that's a great idea? So, so Michael, you're, you're being sarcastic, right? I mean, you have to. Oh, you can ask Stan. 
Stan, Stan, what do you think about them building shelters in Forest Hills? And I'm sure Stan, being the good liberal that he is, he'll say, oh, definitely, they should build at least 40, 45, 50 shelters. Every good liberal thinks so. It's us conservatives that okay. don't want them in our okay. neighborhood. Okay, so, 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 Michael, so uh, I, I live in... Um I live in a community, and and Stan is uh, on hold, ready to respond to you, uh, claiming that he never talked to you. But anyway, oh, he, he's he's lying. He's li- no, you're asking you, Stan. You're against them. I mean, this is your mayor. This is your president who's letting them in. What you're saying is you're against Biden. Okay, okay. So 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 wait a, so wait a minute, Michael. Stan is with us right now. Good morning to you, Stan. Yeah, he won't talk. The line. I never spoke a goddamn word to this son of a bitch. That's what he is. I don't Man, even know. What do you think about it? You, you're all for them don't letting you in. Don't give me your crap. Really? You're full of crap. You're, everything you say. Stan, you I don't want to hear your crap. Wait, what, okay? what, I never guys, spoke what, to you. What? I don't want to speak to you. Dominic Carter's the uh, arbitrator here. I never spoke to you at all. You might Only have said liberal, something Stan. that I may have agreed, just like but the mayors who scream, we want sanctuary cities, and then when they bring them in, they're screaming, get the National Guard to keep them the hell out. You're a true blue phony. You're as fake as a $4 bill, and everybody knows it, and I just proved it. Because you if you were nothing. really a liberal, you, you would say nothing. Okay, oh, and guys. when are you going to move out of your segregated Forest Hills neighborhood, Stan, which is Lily White? I'm waiting. Hey, I'm waiting for you to come over the bridge. That's what I'm waiting for, big mouth. Okay. With your gun, like you said you're going to do. That I'm waiting for that day. Yeah. <laughs> you move out of your, out of your segregated neighborhood. Okay, okay so wait. So wait. Into an integrated wait, Michael, neighborhood, Michael, bum? Michael, wait, Stan, before you respond. So, sure. Michael, was, was this a real conversation or you were, you were being sarcastic? No, I was being sarcastic. Stan would never never want homeless shelters built in his neighborhood. Stan wants to keep his neighborhood whiter than white. Let me tell you something, brain boy. Just a minute. Let me tell you something, brain boy. This is one of the most integrated areas in the area. We've got black, we've got Hispanics, we've got Indians here. Okay? I don't need lessons in integration from a moron like you. Okay? You don't know nothing. No, I know Forrest Hill, Stan. You're as phony as a $4 bill, okay? Poor people can't afford to live in Forest Hills. It's one of the richest neighborhoods in the city of New York. What would you know about New York? Stay in Jersey where you belong. New York, okay. you bum you. You're a phony. Okay. You're, a, you're a hypocrite. Okay. Like I'm a hypocrite. All right. The mayor of Detroit, just like the mayor of Chicago. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All, all right, Michael. We, we we thank you for the call. Hello, uh, Dominic. Uh, How are uh, you? Hi, Stan. <laughs> How are you, D? <laughs> hey, let's have talk. Let's have some cake, D. We need some sweetness. <laughs> so, so Where you the ne- hell did that call come? From? So, so I you never, ne- He was you being never... sarcastic. Ah, uh, okay, okay. He was I being sarcastic. I know it would only be on your show. But never. I'm sorry. Sorry for my language. I want to apologize to you. Up front, okay. Mm, okay. How are you, D? How are I, you? I'm I'm doing well. I really wasn't going to call. I swear to you, I was sitting <laughs> listening, and then I hear, "What the heck is this?" Well, of course he's sarcastic. He's a brain dead Republican moron. Not all, but him. Yeah, he's the pe- typical type. He he loves Donnie Trump, Donnie Dummy. I could tell the type. Anyway, I just want to tell you, nine eleven is a sacrosanct to me, as I have a friend who was in the building. Uh, who worked up there in one of the World Trade Center, an international trade area there, and he was killed. 
And it's a tough day. But uh, when this person called, I was calm. I was calm and everything. But uh, I thought about him and I thought about everybody else. But it still bothers me. Why is the museum closed? Can you tell me why that museum is closed? Why did they close it? Uh, I, be, I I'm not sure, but I believe it was a a financial consideration. Isn't I believe, that embarrassing, D? Isn't yeah, that embarrassing? Yeah, but but that's more a reflection on all of us, if that indeed is the well, case. Well, they were charging thirty dollars a clip. To be honest with you, I mean, I, but I think did it have to do with the uh, pandemic to some extent? They said pandemic, yes. or they just nobody yes. went. What was it? Yes, and when I say financial, I mean pandemic. Right leading into financial problems right. and that and that if I remember correctly, they said they would never be able to get out the hole that wow. that uh that they were That's in. Terrible. That's but terrible. but Stan as always I do oh, have a good week, D. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, blood pressure just went down I, talking I, to you. <laughs> I, well I'm I'm glad to hear that, Stan. Oh, and I and I, I thank you friend. for the call and you have a uh, a great I, morning. Thank you so much. Wow, what a lively way to start the show this morning. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So the annual 9-11 memorial uh, and former Governor George Pataki uh, appeared on the uh, Cats Roundtable with our station owner, John Katsimatidis. Where were you on 9-11? Well, John, you're absolutely right. This is a day we're never going to forget. You know, it's 21 years, but it still seems often like it was yesterday. I was in the city that morning. Just I usually didn't stay in the city, but I was in the city. My daughter called me and said, turn on the TV. A plane has hit one of the towers. So I was watching, talking with her, and then saw the second plane hit and immediately knew we were under attack. And at that point, you just have to spring to action. You know, we had a great emergency team. Uh, And I had to activate the emergency command center, call up the National Guard, send the uh, state police into New York, close the bridges and tunnels, close the airport. And, and, you know, you just begin to act because, you know, this is a a disaster of unmitigated uh, magnitude and you have to do whatever you can to help us get through it. Governor Pataki appearing on the Cats Roundtable with John Katsimatidis. The two of them also discussed the hero first responders you look back on it and you have this hideous sense of loss but john i have to tell you i also have a tremendous sense of pride of how new yorkers responded that morning you know those firefighters who went into the towers the emts the police but also people from every walk of life who just did everything that morning and throughout the next days they could to save lives and then to help us get through this horrible attack Governor George Pataki, who was the uh, governor of the state of New York at that time. And so we are going to get into the meat and potatoes of a number of issues as we take your telephone calls on this uh, Monday morning. And I'm looking at an email right now. And by the way, among the people I traded a few emails with uh, today was Kathy, Kathy Ann. And thank you, Kathy Ann for uh, the support of uh, my daughter's uh, new kids book. But thank you for, for being there uh, and, and helping her. Uh, Kathy Ann, I appreciate your emails. I'm looking at an email now from Sal, a friend of the uh, program, and I'm going right back to your telephone calls in just one second. And Sal says that I am quoting, and you can send me emails uh, at dominic.carter at wabcradio.com. I would much rather hear from you in person 
But if you prefer to send an email, as some of you do, we completely understand. And this is regarding uh, the shoplifter who knocked over the 77-year-old woman at a Barnes & Noble. And uh, Sal says concerning that Barnes & Noble shoplifter who stole those toys and knocked over the 77-year-old woman, first of all, I believe he's being sarcastic here, it was not shoplifting. It was material liberation and relocation. Some people probably look at it that way these days. Uh, Secondly, it is the woman's fault that she was knocked over because she had no business entering the store while he was escaping. Just ask the progressive Democrats in Albany, the New York City Council, and the slip-and-fall DAs and judges. They will confirm this. That's according to Sal and his email. Let's go to Charlie. Charlie's calling from Hell's Kitchen. Good morning, Charlie. On this Monday morning, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Nick, how are you? I'm well. So, right I just, ahead. Uh, thank you. I just want to say about Stan from Farsells. I know a lot of guys in the synagogue exactly like me. They don't even bother arguing with them. They bother talking with them. But uh, like him, I too treasure. This is a very important day, September 11th. But it's, it's extremely important, day and I value to I mean, people that were there. But the, the point I wanted to make is that the Joe Biden, President Biden's policies of open borders are allowing people. We have no idea who's coming across our southern border, and we may have terrorists who are planning the next 9-11 style attack and, and, and we just don't know and the other gentleman was being sarcastic with him obviously he was making a point but I, I think the point he was trying to make was the general we don't we don't have we have open borders we don't have control of our borders and there may be people who were already in the country planning the next 9-11 style attack and, and uh, staying up for ourselves is just, just you know so upset with Trump. He has Trump derangement syndrome. A lot of people do, and they don't realize that President Trump did a good job. His policies were working. He got the Mexican president to hold the immigrants there, and we were building a border wall, and we were securing our southern border, and we were becoming energy independent, in fact, energy dominant. And I just want to know what's wrong with all of those policies. You might, might not like Trump's personalities, but his policies were right on point. I was wondering what you think of that, Dominic. I agree. I I I agree with you, Charlie. Uh, I I think that um, that perhaps the president's personality, um, you know, he was not going to win the uh, likability or the best personality award. But in my opinion, we don't elect presidents for the most part uh, for for uh, miscongeniality or Mister Congeniality. In this case, we elect. American presidents, Charlie, and thank you for the call, to get the job done, to get the job done. And so, (laughs) true story, folks, we just paid a large tax bill, a large federal and state tax bill. I won't go into the amount, but large. And I define large as as more than $20,000. And as soon as we were done making the payments, the feds and the state says, oh, no, no, no. 
Now you owe the interest. We want it now, 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 several thousand dollars. And all I can think of is that the MTA, while while the state of New York and the feds are saying now, now, now on the penalty, the penalty amounts, right, the interest, that the MTA is busing migrants to shelters. Why? 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 Some of you will say I'm being cruel, but I don't think I am. Why do we bear that responsibility? Why? You chose to come here. I didn't ask you to come here. As a matter of fact, you chose to come here illegally. And now, where our taxes are already sky high, property taxes are going even higher, and the migrants are getting free housing, free food, free health care. That bears repeating because if the women get pregnant, it costs a lot of money to deliver a baby. Who do you think is going to pick up the tab for all of that, folks? Let's go back to the telephone calls. Let's go to Pete on Staten Island. Good morning, Pete, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, you know, 9-11 is very close to my heart. I was affected by it and my wife. And um, this year was one of the first years that I decided not to participate by watching on TV and everything else. But I ended up watching the news and they, you know, they revamped and everything. And I was kind of glad that I did, you know, watch it to pay memorial to the people that we lost. And, uh, you know, this is something that the police and the firemen and the FBI should be complimented on, that nothing really happened after that date. I mean, I'm a gambling guy. I would have bet 10 to 1 that something would happen in the 21 years. Uh, agreed, really uh, agreed, Pete. But let so me I be let, let, let me be clear. Let me be clear. I'm going to let you finish your thought. This is okay. why I give President Bush credit because President Bush and his team. We all remember when he came here and borrowed the uh, firefighters' bullhorn. Uh, President Bush said, "The war is going to be taken to them." The war is not going to be fought here in America, but yet on their territory. And and you're right. The federal agencies, Pete, deserve a lot of credit for for being ahead of the curve as much as humanly possible and right. and thus far blocking another attack such as nine eleven from from happening again. Well, I was actually at the pile when he made the speech and I tell you, he kept us all together. I mean, we were just finding bodies and the smell of dead bodies. It was very traumatic. Uh, fortunately, I got counseling that helped and also my state of mind. Um, you know, I like music and uh, it's soothing and comedy, and that's what got me through it, you know. So I basically am saying to you that we owe a debt of gratitude to these people. Agree. Because things were happening that they prevented and that I knew firsthand knowledge of. You know, Staten Island Ferry was a target. They used to have a scuba diver go down and go under the boat to make sure nothing was attached to it, you know. 
So, you know, and they really did a good job. The thing I wish they would bring the cards back, but I could understand why they can't, you know, because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a danger. But like I said, I want to take the opportunity to say God bless America and God bless the people like Rudy Giuliani, uh, who's your colleague, for what he did because he really did a lot, you know, even – He did, uh, Pete. Yeah, Mike Bloomberg, too, came along. I mean, you know, I don't agree with the politics, but these people cared and did a good job. And I just hope we could get back to this where we're not going to be fighting Democrats, Republicans, and we look out for the country and what we could do to make it better than to fight, you know, to well, argue with each other. Uh, Pete, I, I agree. thank you for the call. I agree with you a thousand percent. We've got to get away from the partisan politics, though I don't see that happening anytime soon. But for the good of the country, we have got to get away from uh, the partisan uh, politics and the attacks. Uh, Americans divided, attacking each other. One side says this. The other side says that. Never reconcile. And we just continue to argue forever. Let's go to our friend Dave in the Bronx. Good morning, Dave. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning, Dominic. I just want to set a couple of things straight that you said about these migrants that are coming uh, from Texas. First of all, these people are asylum seekers, which means they are not illegal because they actually showed up at a point of entrance and were admitted to the United States. Okay, so they're not illegal immigrants. Number one. Number two. As you are fully aware, I'm sure, there is a court order that compels New York City to provide shelter to any person who asks for it, whether they are a citizen or not. Okay, so, so Dave, let me, let me, let me no put a choice. question to you. Let me put a question to you. Yeah. Who's going to continue to pay for this? We're going to all pay for it, but the, mm. again, this is the issue. Mm. Yeah, but you know who's going to pay for it, too? Go These ahead. people are going to end up paying for it because they are going to do the jobs that most people in this city do not want to do. Okay, so I'll tell you, most of your listeners do not have children that are working in restaurants at four in the morning or bars, washing up the floors and washing the dishes. These are jobs that are done. Dave, you're making a huge assumption there. I I don't like to brush anything. And and you may be correct. You may be correct with your point, but I I just don't feel comfortable with brushing uh, uh, issues and comments, but please continue before I move on. Okay, so these people are going to end up being taxpayers, assuming they become citizens at some point. But you know, why is it that we have to demonize people that are leaving countries like Venezuela? You know, Donald so, Trump kept saying how horrible Venezuela was, but then we're supposed to keep these people out who are so, fleeing. A so Dave, so Dave, so Dave, just let them all in, right? Not let. No, we're not letting. All people in. People who are showing up without papers are being turned back. There is a process. There are laws in this country about people who are seeking asylum. If you want to, if you have a real issue with this, have Congress change the laws because that's what the real issue is. Okay, mm. we need. To, if you if you really disagree, send people to Congress or send someone to the presidency who will change the laws. 
but Biden is just observing the laws as they currently exist. Ah, and so, 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 Dave, and I've got to take a break. When Mr. Biden stood on the debate stage and basically said, come on down, that's the good thing to do, right? That's not what he said, and you know it. it, it essentially, that, that's the message that went across to the migrants. But, Dave, I do thank you for the call, as always, and I welcome your call. Uh, I do need to take a break, but I am telling you folks that I'm proudly supporting the Tunnel to Towers 5K Walk Run New York City again this year. And our numbers are phenomenal in terms of the money that you folks are raising for our team. Help us remember those lost on 9-11 as we retrace FDNY firefighter Stephen Tiller's final footsteps together. I'm going to be out there as I was last year and would really appreciate you donating to my team. It's real simple to support the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Dominic Carter team. Here's how you do it. Go to wabcradio.com slash walk and click on my photo to donate to my team. I'm trying to beat our numbers from last year. That's wabcradio.com slash walk. Thank you for your support as together we help America's heroes one of the largest walks in New York City for a great cause, wabcradio.com slash walk. And we, the last time I checked, we were at about, they keep upping the maximum amount on, on my team. We've gone from 500 to 1,000 to 2,000 to earlier today, 2,300. And the sky's the limit, folks. Let's do it. I will be out there. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, last year, for example, uh, I arrived down in lower Manhattan, rode the Staten Island Ferry over, and you see all of these people. It's absolutely beautiful. Well, it, it, it's just it, it relaxes the mind, and it's all for a great cause. When we come back, we're going to the Rockaways, to Westchester, Staten Island, Brooklyn, the Bronx, and Yonkers. Talk Radio 77, Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And thank you, folks, for making this program, as I have said in the past, a number one in New York, AM or FM, any category, subcategory. We are number one, not because of me, because of you, our listeners, and because of John Katsimatidis and Margot Katsimatidis. I'm looking at an email uh, from a Michael Pagan. It says, uh, as, asylum seekers, Dave is mostly wrong. Asylum seekers are required to ask for asylum at the first country they come into contact with, and a vast majority of these quote-unquote migrants pass through other countries, and only when they hit America they ask for asylum. Let's go to Neil on Staten Island. Good morning, Neil. What's on your mind? 
Is this the Don Carter show or Rumble in the Jungle too? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Neil, I was asking the same question at the that top of the show there. Yeah, that was something dumb. That really was something. Now, I want to address what Dave said. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how, how people get on the on the radio and just spew out facts that are just so inaccurate. He says when they come here, they they go to a checkpoint and they're allowed to ask for asylum. Are they coming to across the Rio Grande? What, what checkpoint is over there? There's no checkpoint. There's two million of them came across uh, illegally. They just come across the, the border. They're, they're not uh, coming through checkpoints. And also. When he says they take the jobs and nobody else wants, two million people came. You tell me there's two million people, uh, two million jobs to wash floors and wash dishes in restaurants. What, what are the other ones going to do? It's just so ridiculous. Just so ridiculous. And I just want to say one more thing about Stan. I think he likes uh, the president a lot. I think he's an apartment uh, dweller. He doesn't own the house. Because if he owned the house, he'd have to pay for the heat this winter to heat his house. And I'm telling you, it's 50% more, 100% more than it was last year. And it, it's just going to be unbearable what people are going to have to pay to heat their homes. So if he owned the house, I think he'd be a little bit more uh, against Biden than, than, uh, than touting him all the time. Well, Neil, I thank you uh, for the call. Let's go from, uh, and have a great morning, Neil. Let's go from Staten Island to Los Angeles. Let's say good morning to Lars. Good morning. What's on your mind? Yeah. Hi. Hi, Dominic. Love your show. Discovered it a couple of weeks ago. Well, thank I'm you. Here every night. Thank you. But but I'm calling you as a black man, uh, as a native Angelino. You guys are making, blacks in New York are making the same mistakes that we made in the 80s. We sat on the sideline. We allowed this immigration, illegal immigration to happen. And as a result, we've been pushed out. We've been pushed out in the construction in- industry, the service industry, education. The uh, state assessment scores came out last week. Only 30% of black kids can read at grade level. And that's because the schools were swamped, were swamped, excuse me, with illegal immigration. So I'm just giving you a cautionary tale. New York, wake up, because we've been dealing with this since the 80s. Hmm. That's, that's my message to you guys. Hmm. Well, interesting, Lars. Um, I, I appreciate your comment. I'm, I'm going to reserve comment for right now because I have to think about that. And I'm not one of these guys that will uh, formulate a knee-jerk reaction just for the sake of reacting. I really want to think about that. And so perhaps I will address it on tomorrow night's uh, show because my, my, my first reaction is that uh, I, I really don't like divide and conquer and so i i want to think more about what lars had to say in the meantime let's go to Alyssa in manhattan good morning Alyssa. what's on your mind good morning dominic uh it certainly is we're coming off of a sad day of remembrance 9-11 one of the saddest days in our history um what i wanted to comment on is uh during 9-11 we were so undivided. We were not Republican or Democrat, right or left. Um, we didn't, our race didn't matter. We all came together and we were all Americans. 
and we all were, were reminded in a terrible way um, of our love for this country. And I just wanted to make a comment and um, say that to both Michael and Stan, who I've listened to many times on your show, um, for Michael, you know, if you wanted to attack Stan and make a comment, that's all well and good. But it could have been saved for any other day but this morning when a lot of people have such raw emotions. And Stan, I understand Michael attacked you, but you're no better because last week when ABC was celebrating its 100th anniversary, you could not save your negative criticism of the station for another day and allow Dominic and his colleagues to celebrate the wonderfulness of their station. You had to put your criticism in that day. And I would ask you to please step back before you were going to criticize or attack and just think about whether it's the right time for it. You know, the reason you're allowed to do this is because you live in a country that gives you freedom of speech so you can say what you want, when you want to say it, but I would just ask you as as intelligent men to please step back and say, is this the right time for this? Or maybe I can save this for another time and try to think of how your negative comments might affect other people. Well said, Alyssa. I I thank you uh, for the call, and I want you to have a a beautiful morning. And, Alyssa, you know, the point you just made is one that you illustrate – uh, quite a bit, and, and you would think that folks would take heed to what you're saying about about basically, uh, to use a term that the kids use, you know, let's chill out with all of this attacking each other and uh, criticizing each other. And, you know, maybe maybe one day, Alyssa, it'll get through. It hasn't yet, unfortunately, but maybe that will change. I thank you for the telephone call. Let's go from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Let's say good morning to Audrey. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind this morning? My, 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 what a show tonight. First of all, I know your weekend was great, and if it wasn't, we'll get to that later. (laughs) (laughs) I I just have to to respond to a few things. But um, the the L.A. caller, um, I don't know what ethnicity he is. They're saying that blacks should get me ready. Um, 1865, we're still waiting. We're still ready. It's not about a black white thing. I'm so tired of hearing that, but I know the folks on your phone have to call us, have to do that sometimes for the insecurity. But another thing about 9-11 and and the, the response, it's personal, I think, because um, freedom of speech, I have my own theory of that. You know, I stood on the corner where I live, and I saw what happened. I think I saw, but that's still a matter of personal opinion. And freedom of speech, we no longer have that, or you should keep quiet. And I'm rushing because I don't want you to cut me off. Stan, I hear you. I know after a while you get tired of the BS, but... Now that you let let loose, you know you're going to be silly calls, and you're a intelligent man, and some of the callers would like to be an intelligent person, and Dominic is intelligent, and I'm listening. So just have fun with it, because stupid never gets tired. But you know what? Um, I hear you. And bottom line, another one, MTA. Now, how do people supposed to get around? What's the problem with that? I don't understand this whole thing, Dominic. Why is everybody so so upset up about people coming here when how the heck did they get here? How did anyone get here? Seriously. And that's the problem. Audrey, Audrey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to answer the question. I'm not I'm, I'm, wait, 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 wait. I'm just going to ask you this. Okay. Do you have any idea what my property taxes are? 
Uh, okay, I own a home too. My mom's own a home, and um, you chose to live there. I don't know. It better not be over hundred. I don't know. Okay, Shoot, okay, but, up. but what? What? But no, no. What? What I'm trying. What I'm trying to say, Audrey. That's their fault. Okay, Audrey, Audrey, but wait, wait. You, okay, you say it's not their fault. Uh, are they going to be able to relocate here for free? Who knows? It, okay, you know, okay, it's, okay. Well, Audrey, is the government paying for it thus far? I'm sorry, but that bothers me too. Maybe I'm like at a different state right now because I'm also wondering why everybody's so up, um, upset about the Queen passing and the history of, of the colonism. But um, I'm, so I'm just at the point with the arguing bickering. I just hope it stops. I hope it stops, but it's not going to stop no time soon. And let's pay for it. How much is your taxes, by the way? No, no, I'm not, 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 not going to answer that. I know, Audrey, but, 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 but Audrey, but Audrey, seriously, right? I'm serious. I'm very serious. Oh, okay. Uh, who's going to feed them while they're here? While, while they're case- who's feeding Afghanistan? Who's feeding anyone that came here other than the ones that, that, that was supposed to have a war built and it wasn't? Who's feeding them? Is that oh. important? Of course it's important. Oh, because, because, on, because, Audrey, because, Audrey, like many of our listeners, and I, I do have to step in, Audrey, I because I've got to take a commercial break. But you know I love you. Audrey, Audrey, I'm running out of money. Just like, uh, 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 are these programs going to be there for me? I'm not joking when I say maybe that I should leave the country and come back as a migrant. I'm not joking. I'm serious. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano on the other side of midnight. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. WABC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Yet another case of let him loose justice. A Manhattan judge, a de Blasio appointee, Paul McDonald, freed a career criminal out that's already on lifetime parole. Think about it. How could you be on lifetime parole? There's another incident, and the judge lets you walk after he was accused of slugging an NYPD cop, and trying to bite a second officer. And the judge let him walk. So this suspect was chased down after being spotted trying to smoke crack. You can't make this up. The suspect, Nathaniel Turner, fought with the cops, police say, and the one he hit uh, ended up hospitalized. Yet, Despite felony assault and drug charges and his status as a career criminal on lifetime parole, the judge denied prosecutors' request for $20,000 bail and instead let the man free on supervised release. And that was the second perp, if you will, that Judge McDonald free just last week. Earlier, he released a serial shoplifter 
on supervised release after she was hit with 37 criminal charges. Back to the telephone calls coming up at the top of the hour. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi, Dominic. Um, when I hear about all these migrants coming here, I am sympathetic to them. However, I mean, I'm the child of two immigrants that came here legally from Europe. Um, but the thing is that no one is talking about is that these the, the bulk of these people are coming from countries which are abusing their population, uh, Central America, South America. They're, these are criminal junta governments backed up by drugs. And at the very minimum, we should have an administration that engages them and perhaps sanctions these governments. Uh, preventing them, we should at least be bringing up the issue that they should stop abusing their people um, and uh, so that these people don't have to flee to our country. And if maybe if we sanction them or uh, at least hey, hey, negotiate. Norman, Norman, wait, wait, let, let me ask you a question here. Sure. So in their countries, uh, if if they are no longer abused, you, mm-hmm. re- you really think that's going to stop them from trying to get to America? Well, it's a start. Okay, I mean, fair there was enough. A time, there, was fair a, enough. there was a time in America, there was a time in Mexico when people used to, I mean, was it Pancho, when they would, people were fleeing to Mexico. They weren't fleeing from Mexico to the United States. I mean, so, I mean, the, you know, our uh, rogue, uh, whatever, uh, gunfighters used to flee to Mexico to get away from the law, law in this country. We, we have to take us. We have to make a start here. Our president is just taking these people willy nilly. And, uh, you know, there's, there's no repercussions for these countries. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. this is not these are not uh, these are not constitutional democracies. These are countries that are abusing their people. And, yes, I think it's a start. We need to at least we at least need to have a president to say to Guatemala, uh, to say to Honduras, hey, you want you want to have negotiations with America? You want us to you want us to take your people? Fine. Stop importing your cocaine to this country. Okay. Okay. And, and I'm just saying we we need to at least start this conversation because as it stands, you know, the, these countries are allowed to 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 operate with absolute impunity. And I'm fair, just saying, this fair is, enough. This fair. is. Fair enough, Norman. I I thank you for the call. Let's stay in Brooklyn. Let's go to Larry. Good morning, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Norm gets to go to the head of the class. Um, Yeah, by the way, uh, Dominic, I'd like to know something. Uh, um, How come every time a black man calls with a good point, I'm I'm not really criticizing, I'm just asking. Don't get so defensive. You say, well, I gotta, I gotta like think about this. You don't, you know, you don't want to. That guy Lars was right on target. You know, black people are being pushed out by these migrants, and the left wing liberals don't even give a damn. I mean, who do you think is filling all these roles? It's like they're okay, assuming okay, wait, that Larry, black people Larry, are going to take Larry, welfare, Larry, you know? Larry, Larry, yeah. Larry, hold on. So, and I'm going to let you finish. Here's why, I, and I don't do that every time. And African-American calls. But here's why I reserve judgment on that. Whenever whenever we're talking about divide and conquer, one race over another, I'm not one to just jump out the window and, and spoo, to, to just state whatever's going on in my head. That's number one. 
Number two, number two, my point, Larry, if you if you really want to push me and and for me to give some type of reaction, if if you're doing if a person is doing the things that they need to do in society, how can somebody else push you out? That's my question to you. Um, I'll tell you why, because they're not. That's not their fault. Wait, 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 wait. When you when you say wait, wait, wait. when you say they're yes. not, I'm lost. I don't understand what you're saying. Okay, they need they need help. And the point oh, is that if you, so 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 now. So, so wait, 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 Larry, 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 Larry. So now we're not talking about just it, it, what you and Lars brought up an African-American versus a migrant and you feeling that the African-American is disadvantaged. Now you're telling me that the African-American can't carry his own and that he or she needs help. That's right. You're too hard on your own people. Uh, You're expecting too much. So, so, so Larry, so because I expect a man to be a man, because I expect for you to be able to do the same thing that I do every day, every day, which is get up, go to work, compete with the best, no excuses. That's expecting too much? Listen, there's a culture that's got to be overcome. There's a culture of violence, gangs, drugs, all this. And Larry, Larry, and I'm not from that culture. Larry, do you realize I'm from the hood? I'm not from that culture. All right, so one flew over the cuckoo's nest. All right. Come on, Larry. You, you, I, Larry, you I love it. you. I love you, Larry. But I thank you for the call. I, I can't deal with this right now. Thank you, Larry. I, I love you, man. But I, but I can't deal with it. No excuses. None. None. And as a matter of fact, I get sick of listening. Oh well, if you know, and the grandmother, and you know, Bobby Sue said, and well. If that individual didn't have to get unemployment and if they didn't live and stay on their couch while while their wife went to work and the girlfriend went to work and they weren't on the couch, then they would be successful. That's what it all sounds like to me. And so that's why I was reserving judgment because I really want to think about it. What's wrong with reserving judgment on something. I am a firm believer. The first thing that I was taught when I got to uh, graduate school up at Syracuse University was no excuses. And I mean at the graduate school, which is world-renowned for making journalists. I was in a graduate course, and... I did an internship at the CBS affiliate in Syracuse, and I did so well they wanted to hire me. I turned in my paper 30 minutes late, and the professor gave me a C in the class. And I thought it was pure racism. And then I thought about it. I was never late on a deadline ever again in my life, in my life. And so it was a valuable lesson because up at Syracuse, there no excuses. It didn't matter if you were black, white, female, male. And that's how I really try to live my life. No excuses. And anybody that's close to me or around me 
or ask my daughter, ask her what happens when she comes to me with an excuse. And as a matter of fact, this weekend, my own daughter said, well, daddy, you don't understand I have two kids. And my answer to that was, Courtney, in the business world, who cares that you have two kids? That's on you. It may sound harsh, but I was being honest. I'm joined anyway by Frank Morano. We're going to get back to the calls, hopefully, if we have time permitting. Good morning to you, Frank. Hello, Dominic. What's going on? Um, I was good until I was asked to comment on the divide between migrants and blacks mm. and, you know, uh, migrants pushing blacks out. And I said I wanted to reserve judgment. And How dare know. you? Right. I want to think about a question. <laughs> What do you have coming up? Uh, All right. Well, well, no guests today. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity for the callers and me to converse about a wide variety of issues. We're going to talk a little bit about September 11th and what the best way is to remember this each year, because it seems like there are two schools of thought. It seems like there's the never forget school, which thinks that uh, we should every single year be paying a great deal of time emphasizing this and a great deal of attention emphasizing it. And then there are the group of New Yorkers that say, you know, I lived through this and I really don't want to relive this every single year. So we're going to explore that along with uh, some of the aspects of September 11th that uh, people may have forgotten about or not thought of. And then uh, we have commendations, as we do each and every Monday morning, and some other fun things that we're going to get to as well. So we're going to we're gonna try and hit, hit a wide variety of subjects for the next four hours. As you always do, select the next caller. How about, uh, how about Robert in Westchester? Good morning, Robert. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. How you doing, Frank and Dominic? All right, I just want to relate an instance that happened in the Maranac two days ago. I was coming up the street. I was a, a quiet street. There's usually nobody there, and I see a lot. There's line of people walking down the street, and I'm saying to myself, "Where are all these people coming from? There must have been at least ten people." As I turn the corner, lo and behold, these people were coming out of a van that was more people coming out. That van had to be. That, a regular van. Okay. Hey, hey, Robert, Robert I, I got people. I got five seconds left, so please. So okay. you, you believe they were migrants? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. And Biden, uh, body bag Biden is doing it. Okay. Well, Robert, we thank you for the call, Frank. We don't have time to respond to that, but I will be listening to your show as I Excellent. always do. Headed home, folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Marano, The Other Side of Midnight starts right now. I'll be back tomorrow. Talk Radio 77, WABC. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.